Welcome back to Night Swims, a podcast hosted by two idiots who think they know everything about mysteries, conspiracies, and strange phenomena. I am your host, Douglas Green, joined by other host, Jackson Houston, and today we have a very special guest, one of my favorite all-time lead singers from one of my favorite bands, Zoo for Strays. Uh, today with us we have Mr. Cameron Broomer. How you doing? I'm, I'm very good. It's How are you? It's about time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> to get down to it. How you guys doing today? Uh, you know, I'm ready to to get this murder mystery solved. Oh, I'm ready to solve a murder mystery. You're the you're the technically the the first guest in the official series, but the second overall <laughs> of this series and first guest in the new well, studio. First guest ever if you look back on the original podcast. That is true. Yeah, but and first guest in the new studio. I didn't I didn't think about that. In the new yeah. studio. Which the new studio is kind of not as good as the old studio, but it's it's good. You were just saying how nice the whole place was. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm talking about like what's the old holding studio? a mic in my hand is not very professional. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Cameron Broomer, uh, last seen on episode 19, Southwest series part three, Cam and his kebab. Cam and his kebab. That was a good kebab. Those are some Which, good. Uh, those are some fun good fact. Fun fact: when that episode hey, came out. Uh, that was the only episode uh, for a while that didn't have over 100 plays. <laughs> and every, everything before that was over 100, and then that one just had a... They just don't what know a good podcast. Had a, had a dip. What are our stats at right now? Our st- thank you for asking. We currently have I'm always a total of 4,700 total plays. Almost at wow. that big uh, 5,000. Yeah, big 5,000. Hawaii 5,0. Dear David is... <laughs> Easily our best one in the in the what, what, how many this places new does that have? calendar year. I haven't listened to that one. I've heard it's really spooky. Ninety-seven. Our best one is really is our first one, which is at three hundred and two. Wow. And that's not even like our best episode. So like people Bermuda hear that Triangle, one. man. People hear that one and they're like, I don't want to listen. But it's to any one of other the most ones. popular conspiracy theories. Though. Dear David. Dear David's or, good. Or Bermuda Triangle. Dear David. The Bermuda High Angle. <laughs> <laughs> Bermuda Hypotenuse. So Cameron. <laughs> Cameron's been a, a listener for a while now. Uh, what's been uh, What's been going on with you? How, you? You've delved into any? Uh, please put a coaster down. We aren't heathens here at Night Swims. I didn't know there were coasters. We have coasters. There are on two things I like: drinking beer and talking about drinking beer. I don't That's do your either one of those. Pop the Lacroix on there. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. So, uh, do you delve yourself into any uh, conspiracy theories or mysteries? When you're uh, when you're in strange phenomena, yeah, in strange phenomena. Oh man, um, I am Ghost Adventures number one fan. <laughs> I don't know about that, Mister um, uh, Mister Zach Bagelbites. Mister Zach Bagelbites. Add that Bagel to the Bites. list, man. We gotta add um, that to the If you're list. hearing this, take me out on a date sometime. You know, give me a call. I'll 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 do anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sure he'll he'll be listening. I'm what's just your, What's your favorite Ghost Adventures episode? Oh man, um, they had one with uh, Douglas. Post we're not here Come to on. talk about other people's shows. I'm, I'm what's your favorite Night Swims episode? Well, I'll get to that because I want to answer Douglas's yeah, questions. It's, it's you a fucking great dummy. <laughs> but um, he had uh, Post Malone come on. Uh, did he? Yeah, it really? was. Uh, that was actually a really good one. It's a really I good episode. Yeah, well, you're obviously not a Zach Bagel Bites fan. I love Bagel Bites, dude. And dude, um, one of the things I think they missed. Uh, and if you're listening to Zach Bagans, um, who? Oh, sorry, uh, Zach Bagans, Zach Bagans. I thought it was Bagans. I thought I it was know, People, people <laughs> say like Aaron will be like, oh, he just said Zach Bagans, and he'll be like, well, Zach B. 
Baggins. Like, really put emphasis on his last name because he's... He doesn't want to like, be associated with Bilbo Baggins, I guess. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, Post Malone kept going like, oh, dude, my throat. Someone's grabbed my throat. And they're in this cattle factory, right? So it's mm. old slaughterhouse. And um, they uh, never made a connection. And like they did this spirit box, and it was like um, a cattle or like like it would say something like deer or like not deer, but cow or some shit. And then uh, I kept looking at his throat, and Postmon has a tattoo yeah, of like the bull or something. Yeah, it's like a bull skull right yeah. there. So like I was thinking, dude, what if they're grabbing that because they're like, like bull skull, man? Like I know that. <laughs> when <laughs> I, I know what that is. I know what that is. I want some of that. You know who has a? They said he was dirty. A too. bull skull is the logo for their band. Uh, oh, you talking about that new up up and coming band called yeah. um, Zoo for Strays yeah, that what? everyone should follow at Add Zoo for Strays Band what's the, on what's Instagram? What's the kind of music? It's like um, they don't have a genre yet. Oh, it's like it's like, uh, it's folk. like folk grunge uh, street punk, pretty with, much. With oh, some so like new Steve age Howard giraffe. giraffe. Yeah, yeah. With some yeah, new yeah, age. Yeah, we dance like robots. Oh, yeah, of course you have new to. Give us, little, give, give us a little taste of uh, Zoo for Strays lead singer. I can't right now. I kind of got a thing going on in my throat. Um, I tried to eat a whole pack of hot dogs last <laughs> night without, like, heating them up or putting them on a bun. So it's just, I didn't even chew it. I just kept swallowing. It was Guinness World So you were just like, stuff. you'd hold it up to your mouth and then go. Yeah. Like I, that. I had Guinness come over, and he yeah. was like, all right, man, you're going for a. Uh, you go for 12, and then the last one is a foot long. <laughs> you had to suck that one down. <laughs> yeah, that was the rough part. I got it halfway that down, and then I threw up, and then <laughs> it was like just watching the whole thing reverse. <laughs> the whole country was watching. Oh, uh, yeah, I let my country down. <laughs> Cameron, are you a fan of documentaries? Um, of course. I know where this is going. Well, me and Douglas. I watched half of it. Me and Douglas recently just watched a documentary called Unacknowledged, uh, which to summarize is done by a man named Stephen Greer who has hundreds of files of files of uh, aliens and the technology and everything they've done yes. in the world. Of course. And how long they've been here and everything. And it, uh, it is on Netflix. It's called Unacknowledged, uh, an expose of the world's greatest secret, I think. And it is... So you can watch an expose on the world's greatest uh, secret on Netflix? It, yeah. Oh. It's actually very, it very It seem like the world's greatest secret. <laughs> it, it, it's very the resources, good. Resources, the sort, it's very reliable. It's, you know? it's a I'm very... Just, I'm just kidding. I it's totally very agree. Good. But I recommend anyone who uh, is a fan, fan should watch it. Santa Claus is still out there. And also, uh, today's topic, uh, before we get into it, I want to say two things. One, Mary Ashley uh, requested it, and it's, quote, her favorite, which is she requested a horrible it? thing to say about it. And uh, it's also, it's uh, to our listeners... It is a it is uh, intense, more intense than Black Dahlia, I would say, given the subject matter right. and the circumstances and everything. So, uh, I just yeah. noticed this on our coffee table. This is a conspiracy theory I did, the chemtrail theory. Anyways, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> I, I haven't like actually looked at most of these. Can I see the uh, Soren Air Plus? Yeah, everyone should get a Soren Air Plus. <laughs> I'm plugging the sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Brought well, to you by Soren Air Plus. Are we, are we good? Yeah, you said you had two things, right? Yeah, I was explaining okay. one, and then you got distracted about chemtrails. Yeah, no, I just noticed this one. I got a happy trail. Go ahead. Well, anyway, the today's today's topic <laughs> is a little graphic, 
given the subject matter, so I just want to say for our listeners... Yeah, please disregard our laughing. That wasn't because it's very graphic. If you if you are squeamish or anyway, or you don't like hearing about uh, what this topic will be, you don't have to listen to it, but we, I just thought it would be a great one to cover, seeing how it is an unsolved murder, and it is a very famous one. Well, so, before, before we get into this topic, do you have a, another question? It's, it's sort of turned into episode tradition for you to ask a good question for us to answer a good question yeah i'll okay. answer a question all right uh are you smarter than a fifth grader grab a pencil and a piece of paper <laughs> <laughs> what are get sued for that <laughs> what <laughs> who's that guy who runs the show it's the guy with the mustache yeah I don't know. everyone knows who he is it's like no the white steve name. harvey yeah <laughs> 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 the free version of steve harvey like. <laughs> okay let me let me think of one if okay if you were to jump out of a plane at, at an incline on a mountain and run would you be able to land that's the dumbest fucking thing i've ever heard well it depends would you swoop <laughs> <laughs> so okay first off are there any trees on this mountain mm, no, no it's a it's, it's, a, a, it's a, a naked mountain yeah all right and how second, fast is a plane going uh, that is it going? Is it going plane speed? Yeah. So if I'm going like 300 say, miles per hour, I'd say it's air, doing like a it's doing a like a hover, and it's somewhat near the eye. Like it's like it's like a like a helicopter when someone jumps out to snowboard, but instead of snowboarding, you start running. Okay, so let's let's just say I'm on this plane, right? Mm-hmm. Helicopter. Uh, uh, okay, that's a big fucking difference. We're doing a helicopter. Just you're you hovering on a helicopter. Though. But then I changed it. Oh yeah, but okay. Well, the plane though, I'm moving. It's say I don't know how fast plane go. I'm I'm gonna say about 300 miles per hour. Um, and then I jump out of it, assumingly with no parachute, just to see if I survive. While running. While running. Inclined. On on the incline. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like well, the momentum far? of me jumping out of it would be carried by the plane. So like. Even though I'm not in the plane, I'm still kind of moving with it. Uh-huh. Like if you jumped uh-huh. out of a moving well, car. Well, you'd have to jump early then. You'd have to time it. Well, yeah, but like I would just go splat against the so I have against a the thing. So we're going up one side, right? I would explode. No. Or Why are you flying go- and then we go down? Yes. Does the helicopter go down? No, you jump. Then no, that, that's impossible. And that's an awful question. Well, I have to think of these questions on the spot. Douglas doesn't ask any questions. Well, it's, a, it's, it's your thing. All right. Your um, thing used to be wow me, but okay. now it's questions. Here's the topic. All right. Yeah, Cameron, would you stuff. like to take a guess? Seeing this new series and how it is a murder so mystery. So it's worse than Black Dahlia. Yeah, yeah. Which is, is it really? Which is yes. Which is a big, big um, yeah. statement. Given Black the subject Dahlia matter, it is definitely worse than Black okay, Dahlia. Yes, subject matter. Um, it is an unsolved murder. Is it serial killings? Is it a? No, it, it is a singular murder. It took place. I'll give you a hint. In 1996. Ooh, fuck. Hmm. Oh, man. Um. Is is it the murder of my love life? No. <laughs> it's, pre- it's pretty, it's pretty uh, brutal. So I'm, I'm looking at the audio right now, and Douglas's mic is giving off a constant static. I apologize if that is too loud. I have no clue. Uh, there's so it's many of me. them. It is. I'm watching it. No, she was thinking it was like me making the noise. Oh no, yeah, it's it's just a. I mean, I'm not. We trying to Douglas zones out. Wow, that was just very loud. So what happens when Douglas zones out? He just gives a. Well, it'll happen. So you don't know. You don't know what it what it is. 
Well, there's there's a, a lot of brutal murders yeah, out there. Yeah, and like, the 90s was pretty pretty big with the serial killings and yeah. shit. Well, or am I thinking of, like, 80s? Because I know there was a... Uh, or are you the, thinking the of the Manson 60s. family. The Manson was, family was the very late 60s. Really? Yeah. There was a uh, John Wayne Gacy. He was John like Wayne Gacy 70s, was maybe? 70s to 80s. Yes, yeah, so 80s. Ted Bundy um, was the same. Ted Bundy, yeah. Dahmer was Do- up to the 80s. Yeah, so like in that t- in that like 20-year period, there was a lot of there shit There's so many. Mindhunter. Have you all seen that room? Could you silence your phone, Douglas? That's, that's my phone? That's no. Well, why is it over there? Um, I just want Douglas to see all of my notifications <laughs> and get really jealous. Have, have y'all so popular. seen and um, y'all know how Zach Bagans has that museum? Yeah. And he has the whole serial killer like part of the museum. That's pretty cool. I want to go. Yeah, yeah, he has that car. Yeah. Um, that, oh, like, who, whose car is the that? The doctor something. Doc, doctor. Um, oh. It's a van that uh, he used to do, like, euthanizations in. Yeah, or something. Um, like, Well, it was, like, willing suicides, I yeah. guess. So he was like, hey, if you come in here, I'll kill you. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, um, it's like a rape van times ten. It is the, if my... Laptop will load. Yeah. It won't load. All right, whatever. So today's topic, we're finally getting to it, uh, is the death of John Benet Ramsey. Hoopla! It's <laughs> a whole lot of hoopla. Do you have you ever heard of this? Um, yeah, I've heard of it. Um, I think it's, there's a lyric in an Eminem song where he calls himself John Benet Ramsey. Interesting. Um, is it what song? Music box. Um, huh. Well, it's not Eminem. It's just some shady because they're two different people. Just like how Donald Glover and Childish Gambino. Yeah, you know, you never see them in a room together. Yeah. So it makes you wonder. We could cover that one, honestly. That would be one. Yeah, what? You, you never see laptop. Eminem and Slim Shady in the same place? It's weird. Yeah. He stands up, Eminem's sitting down. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good. Uh, you know, I never heard of it, so... Um, uh, I'm looking I'd up like, the lyrics like to, uh, to Lyric Box. It's Music, music box. box. Sorry. He says uh, something. Oh, yeah. Something. Flavor my favorite graham crackers with John Bonet Ramsey. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm assuming that John Bonet Ramsey was eaten. No. John Bonet Ramsey. So uh, I'm going to read a quick overview of everything that happened, and then I will go into more details just to uh, get a brief synopsis and then delve more deeper. So more deeper. John Benet Ramsey Deep was more. an American child beauty queen who was killed at the age of six in her family's home in Boulder, Colorado. A lengthy handwritten ransom note was found in the house. Her father, John, found the girl's body in the basement of the house about eight hours after she was reported missing. She had sustained a broken jo- skull from a blow to the head and had been strangled, and a garret was found tied around her neck. The autopsy report stated that the death was Garrett. caused by... what? Garrote. It's not Garrett. Oh, a Garrote. Sorry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Garrote, but like you don't you don't say. Uh, yeah, Garrett was wrapped around it, her throat. How is it spelled? G, A R R O T E. Could be yeah. Garrote. I think it's Garrote. Ah, well, or something. The autopsy revealed her death was asphyxia by strangulation associated with craniocerebral trauma, and her death was ruled a, was ruled a homicide. And the case generated nationwide public and media interest, in part because her mother, Patsy Ramsey, had entered John Bonet into a series of child beauty pageants. The crime is still unsolved and remains an open investigation with the Border Police Department. So initially, the police suspected that the ransom note had been written by John Bonet's mother, and that the note and appearance of the child's body had been staged by her parents in order to cover up the crime. However, in 1998, the DA said 
that due to a new DNA analysis, none of the immediate family members were under suspicion for the crime. Also in 1998, the police and the DA both said that John Bonet's brother Burke, who was nine year old, nine years old at the time of her death, was not a suspect. No shit. <laughs> nine. The Ramseys gave several. Well, there have been a, a numerous amounts of child killers out there. Yeah, I mean, nine years old though. Yeah. Well, yeah, but how old was John Bonet? Six. Oh yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, dude. You think? I, yeah, I the nine-year-old could definitely. Between a yeah. nine-year-old and a six-year-old, all a nine-year-old boy, right? Yeah, and a six-year-old girl. Yeah, if yeah. He, well, I don't know where he'd get a garrote from, but like, <laughs> I could definitely see him doing it. <laughs> so the Ramses gave several televised interviews, but resisted police questioning except on their own terms. Suspicious. In October of 2013, unsealed court documents revealed that a 1999 grand jury had recommended filing charges against John Bonet's parents for permitting the child to be in a threatening situation. John and Patsy were also accused of hindering the prosecution of an unidentified person who had committed the crime of murder in the first degree and child abuse resulting in death. However, the DA determined that there was insufficient evidence to pursue a successful indictment. In 2002, the DA successor took over investigation of the case from the police and primarily pursued... Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm just so excited. I, I know you're excited, but you just got to take a... I know. Primarily pursued an alternative theory that an intruder had committed the killing. In 2003, trace DNA that was taken from the victim's clothes were found to belong to an unknown male. Each of the family's DNA had been excluded from this match. The DA sent the Ramses a letter of apology in 2008, declaring the family completely cleared by the DNA results. In 2009, the Boulder police took the case back from the DA and reopened the investigation. Media coverage of the case has focused on JonBenet's brief beauty pageant career, as well as her parents' wealth and the unusual evidence found in the case. Media reports question how the police handled the case. The Ramsey family members and their friends have filed defamation suits against several media organizations. So now, we begin the lengthy detailed approach oh yeah that was just a quick synopsis of what happened and what to expect so is she like famous for this she's famous because for, of the death, for the, the death but was she like well, I mean, she's, she was, she's very well known i mean like was she famous for like the beauty present stuff oh no no, no no she didn't win no I, I don't think so she I was mean, like kind the, of okay looking I guess she was the life of, of a six-year-old and you can say if she's hot or not <laughs> oh um, <laughs> Uh, not on the podcast. Yeah, but you uh, walked in later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna make you show me, but I'm definitely gonna look it up later. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of disgusting. She died on Christmas. Okay, with me. Would you? Why are you looking up stuff? I'm doing the topic. <laughs> she died on so, Christmas. The the life of a a beauty pageant little girl. Is, that seems kind of rough. No, there's oh, yeah, man. There's it's, pictures it's kind of, of brutal. Her. You gotta. Do a lot of sit-ups? Yeah. And chin-ups. And There's chin-ups. A, <laughs> yeah. The Dude, requirements their arms have to be ripped. Yeah. Cameron? Did she? <laughs> <laughs> I, I shouldn't laugh at it. I don't think that's her. That, I don't know. Uh, it, 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 she looks like she's about to ask for the manager. <laughs> the mom? Uh, yeah. She's, she's, like, she's, she's got like, that haircut. Yeah, she... I'd like to speak to your manager, please. Yeah. Keep in mind, y'all are talking about a dead six-year-old. No, we're talking about the mom. Oh, yeah, the mom. The mom is kind of. She well, looks, I mean, she's like, she the, looks like the evil like pageant mom. The, the only pageant mom I can ever think of is Honey Boo Boo's mom, and you know that <laughs> that um. Honey Doo Doo. <laughs> like the video of her like dancing or something. Yeah. Or something. 
that video like, where they're both uh, in the front seat of the car <laughs> they're like bouncing back on it didn't she like lose a bunch of weight and then gain it all back or something she lost a lot know. of weight but this I don't think anyone gives a shit about her anymore yeah I don't know oh she's a new show about her losing weight what a there terrible show that must be dude they must have a lot TLC. of episodes because she's got a lot of weight to lose. All that stuff's on TLC, and TLC is the learning channel. Oh, uh, that meant tender, love, and care. Really? <laughs> That's still, still like nothing. The licking channel. The lick- <laughs> I'm gonna welcome, open. Welcome back to the licking channel. <laughs> Today we got a, a nice fresh salt block. Hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs> back to what you were saying, Jackson. Yeah, now that Douglas is done stalking the six, well, is is Mary actually going to keep intruding about? She's just showing me pictures. pictures. It looks like I mean, don't the sashes mean that you won or something? No, she has a lot of sashes. She it's it's the same picture. No, and you keep. Yeah, it. Okay, maybe it is. Yeah. Yeah, you just saw the same picture like three times. Dude, I just went on an in-depth analysis, and she had one sash, so she won something. So she was, you know, I don't know. And she had a mustache. I don't get the purpose of beauty pageants, really. Well, luckily we're not it's, covering beauty pageants. Well, yeah, today. but it I just kind of seems like it's all in for the mother. And I don't need that. judges to tell me I'm beautiful. You're beautiful. Shut the fuck up, though. <laughs> Ready to continue? Yeah. We're just having a little small talk. So, Jamine Ramsey was born in 1990 in Atlanta, Georgia. The younger of two children of Patsy the mom who died in 2006, and John Ramsey, who is still alive. She had an older brother named Burke, who was born three years before her in 1987. Her first name combines her father's first and middle names, and her middle name is a variation of her mother's. So is it just John? John Bonet is French. Oh, John Bonet Patricia Ramsey. John Bonet Ramsey. Is her, is her dad French? What are you showing him? I don't, I don't, oh, those are the parents? Oh, yeah, she does look like she's going to ask for the manager. Yeah. So is the dad French? Like, oh, my, my daughter's oh, no. gone. Jean Can Benet I speak to the manager? French. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, she was enrolled in kindergarten at High Peaks Elementary School in Boulder, Colorado. She was found murdered on Christmas Day in 1996 in Boulder. She was buried in St. James Episcopal Cemetery in Marietta, Georgia. So she was found on Christmas? Yeah. Why in Georgia? Well, Mary actually decided to spoil that. No, I mean that's. I mean it's still a cool fact. I mean, like it's a cool fact. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, that means there's probably some holiday tension going on. You know, the, the between like the buying presents and like the hassle of the it's holidays. It's a stressful time. It's of the a year, stressful yeah. time of the year. So wait, and you know, I think her parents probably just snapped. Well, yeah. we'll find out. So wait, the- Sue was buried in Georgia. Yeah, that's where she's from. Oh, okay. Uh, she was interred next to her much older half-sister, Elizabeth Past Ramsey, who had died in a car crash four years earlier at the age of 22. Hmm. So, John Ramsey was a businessman who was the president of Access Graphics, a computer system company that later became a subsidiary of Lockheed Martin, which was discussed in the Unacknowledged documentary. Fun fact. That was it. Uh, his first marriage ended in divorce in 1978. His two surviving adult children, a son and a daughter, lived elsewhere. And, of course, his daughter from the first marriage, Elizabeth, that we said earlier, died. In 1991, John had moved with his second wife and family to Boulder, where Access Graphics' headquarters was located. Patricia Patsy Ramsey entered their daughter in various child beauty pageants that were held in Boulder. Oh, she won three titles, 
She John Bonet won the titles of America's Royal Miss, Little Miss Charlevoix, Little Miss Colorado, Colorado State All Star Kids, Cover Girl, and National Tiny Miss Beauty. John Bonet's active role in Charlotte <laughs> Beauty Pageants and Patsy's reported pageant mother behavior were reported by media after the murder. Dude, America what's, is what's so weird. What's pageant mother behavior? Uh, just being really mean to your kids. Probably. I'm guessing like super, like just like super aggressive and, and living vicariously through your kid and forcing them to do stuff that they don't want to do. Like I, get, I doubt I'm, I'm, I, I get I get forced to do stuff I don't want to do all the time. But well, I doubt like a six year old wants to wake up and train for a beauty pageant that isn't going to do anything for her but give her mother well i hope my ego. kids are ready because my six-year-old's going to wake up and train and he's going to be a freaking bodybuilder like every morning <laughs> <laughs> so in the summer of 1997 uh, six months after her death the ramses left boulder in their summer home in charlevoix michigan and moved back to atlanta and her mom died of ovarian cancer in 2006 huh. so oh that's awful uh according to statements that Patsy gave to authorities on December 26th. She realized that her daughter was missing after she found a two and a half page handwritten ransom note on the kitchen staircase. The note demanded $118,000 for the child's safe return, almost the exact value of a bonus her husband had received earlier that year. The ransom note was unusually long. The FBI told police that it was very unusual for such a note to be written at the crime scene. The police believed that the note was staged because it did not have any fingerprints and included an unusual use of exclamation marks and acronyms. The note and a practice draft were written with a pen and pad of paper from the Ramsey home. According to a Colorado Bureau of Investigation report, there are indications that the author of the ransom note is Patricia Ramsey. However, they cannot definitely prove it. And uh, So I can read the whole ransom note if y'all want to hear it. Yes. Okay, so let me pull it up. I would love to hear the ransom note. Ransom notes are my, interesting. My laptop is $118,000 is way too specific. You know, my uh, my laptop. That's what's weird about it. It's not like you said, yeah, I, I want uh, well, this ballpark ballpark um $600,000. It's like, no, I want um exactly $118,000. Well, I mean, they probably needed it 22 for 22 cents. Oh, that probably means they needed it for something specific or something. Yeah, for sure. He was, he was just saying something about like it, uh, it being for. Uh, when did, when was she diagnosed bonus. with um, like ovarian cancer? Oh well, I mean, if uh, what's her fate? If uh, the the girl died in like what this 1996? Yeah, yeah. And she said the mom was diagnosed in, like or died in 2000. All right, so my my laptop. Ten years later. Yeah. My laptop has to start. It had to. So you're saying to, it could have been for like ovarian cancer for Yeah, like for um, medical bills or something. Well, yeah, but I don't think you can. Does cancer last ten years? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. My laptop has decided to stop uh, running yeah, Safari. I just, I just thought, like, in, in that 10-year period, you're, you're, like, already, like, dead or you've already beaten it. I, I didn't know you could, like, live with it for that long. Yeah. I mean, I, that's just my assumption. But, because, I mean, $118,000, that's, that is a very specific. Yeah. I mean, it, they could have been a little more, you know, conspicuous about it. Yeah. It'd be like, 120000 Yeah, round it up. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Search how much uh, medical bills for ovarian cancer cost. Yeah. And she was diagnosed way after she was dead. Well, maybe she or had a feeling. After she was dead? John Bonet was dead. Maybe she, she was, was like, oh, I, I can was feel dead. it. I better get the money now. <laughs> Put it away. Do what? So the, the husband had gotten... Like a bonus of a hundred of hundred eighteen thousand yeah. dollars. Pay attention, you idiot! Why don't you let me go on? All you that? stupid, <laughs> stupid fool! 
I was just making my own assumption. Why well, is your, your laptop working? Safari is not choosing to work, so I'm having to read off my phone right now. So the then I'm gonna try and read this because this is the handwriting's a little iffy, but it says, "Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction." Try to sound as menacing as you can. Mm-hmm. I want to be. Uh, we be, are. Oh yeah. Don't, don't don't be Jackson reading this. Be. We respect your business, but not the country that it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our position. She is safe and unharmed, and if you want to see her, 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. I think this you is kind of disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah, well, don't so Count Dracula has kidnapped this girl? It was a trying to be Russian. <laughs> you withdraw $118,000 from your account. A hundred thousand will be in a hundred dollar bills and the remaining eighteen thousand in twenties. Make sure that you bring an something size attached to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between eight and ten and eight and ten AM tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. <laughs> if we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money, and hence a earlier pickup of your daughter. Any deviation of my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be... Is it in cursive or something? No, it's just like chicken scratch. You will also be. Who says devo- that? Oh, you will also be devoid. You will also be devoid her remains for proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do. Do something particularly. So. Oh, that is awful. I advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as Palace. Oh, police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. Huh. If God. we attack, if we uh, catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if a- any are found, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement, countermeasures, and tactics you stand a 99 percent chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us follow our instructions and you stand a 100 percent chance of getting her back hmm. y- yell you you and your family are under constant scrutiny as well as the authorities don't try to don't try to grow a brain john you are not the only Fat out. Fat cat? Yeah. I think. I, I just, well, okay, guys. Um, I kind of made fun of Jackson a minute ago, but I, I, I've seen the handwriting. It's freaking terrible. Yeah. Like, I, I, <laughs> like, could you imagine, like, getting that letter? I get like, like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, they get, it'd be kind of hard to follow the instructions yeah. completely. It's almost like, done. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess my daughter's going to die because I can't read this. Yeah. Uh, so you are not the only fat cat 
drawn, so don't think that killing will be different. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern court, southern courtman sense of yours. It is up to you now, John. Victory, SBTC. Huh. So well, I think it's weird how they use um because they they make it seem like. It's a group of people, but that could also be like a misleading hint to where like they could make it seem like it's a group, but it's just one person. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean that's that's a very you, typical thing yeah, people do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't want you to tell just... them like exactly what you're up to. Like it's just yeah. me, no one else. Living <laughs> in this apartment. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I was just saying. So yeah, I agree. The only people known to be in the house on the night of John Bonet's death were her immediate family, Patsy and John, and their son. Burke. Wait, hold on. So, how was she found in her house? If if Cameron, like, there's a crazy thing I'm gonna do. I'm gonna read more, and it's gonna reveal more. Damn. You <laughs> shut me down. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? <laughs> Well, aren't I? Aren't I just stupid? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll pop up uh, and explain everything. Better. Uh, so the ransom note contains specific instructions against contacting police and friends, of course. But Patsy telephoned the police at 5:52 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. She also called family and friends. Uh, two police officers responded to the 911 call and arrived at the Ramsey home within three minutes. They conducted a cursory search of the house, but did not find any sign of forced entry. Officer Rick French went to the basement and came to a door that was secured by a wooden latch. He paused for a moment in front of the door, but made a critical error when he walked away without opening it. Unknown to him, John Bonet's body was on the other side of the door. Uh, John made arrangements to pay the ransom, and a forensics team was dispatched to the house. The team initially believed that the child had been kidnapped, and John Bonet's bedroom was the only room in the house that was cordoned to prevent contamination of evidence. No precautions were taken to prevent contamination of evidence in the rest of the house. Meanwhile, friends and family and the family's minister arrived at the home to support the Ramses. Uh, victim advocates also arrived at the scene. Visitors picked up and cleaned surfaces in the kitchen, possibly destroying evidence. Boulder Detective Linda Arndt arrived at about 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time with the goal of awaiting the kidnappers' instructions, but there was never an attempt by anyone to claim the money. Uh, at around 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, Detective Arndt asked John Ramsey and Fleet White, a family friend. What a cool name. Fleet White. Fleet White. Fleet White and Rick French. <laughs> that's pretty sick, actually. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a cool duo. Yeah, yeah, it would. So, Fleet White, a family friend. White and French. <laughs> and the Fleet French. And John Ramsey uh, were asked by Detective Arndt uh, to search the house to see if anything seemed amiss. They started their search in the basement, and John opened the latched door with which Officer French had overlooked and found his daughter's body in one of the rooms. John Benet's mouth was covered with duct tape, a nylon cord was found around her wrist and necks, and her torso was covered by a white blanket. John Ramsey picked up the child's body and carried her upstairs. When John Benet was moved, the crime scene was contaminated, and critical forensic evidence was disturbed to the for the returning forensic teams. Each of the Ramseys provided handwriting, blood, and hair samples to the police. John and Patsy participated in a preliminary interview for more than two hours, and Burke was also interviewed within the first couple of weeks following John Bonet's death. So the autopsy uh, revealed that John Bonet had been killed by strangulation and a skull fracture. And as stated earlier, 
the official cause of death was asphyxia by strangulation associated with craniocerebral trauma. There was no evidence of conventional rape, although sexual assault could not be ruled out. Although no semen was found, there was evidence that there had been a vaginal in injury. At the time of the autopsy, the pathologist recorded that it appeared her vagina area had been wiped with a cloth. Her death was ruled a homicide. A garrote, garrote, is that what we're deciding? Yeah. A garrote that was made from a length of nylon cord and the broken handle of a paintbrush was tied around John Bonet's neck and had apparently been used to strangle her. Part of the bristle end of the paintbrush was found in the tube containing Patsy's art supplies, but the bottom third of it was never found despite extensive searching of the house by the police in subsequent days. Autopsy revealed a vegetable or fruit material which may represent pineapple, which John Bonet had eaten a few hours before her death. Uh, photographs of the home taken on the day when John Bonet's body was found show a bowl of pineapple in the kitchen table with a spoon in it. However, neither John nor Patsy said they remembered putting the bowl on the table or feeding pineapple to John Bonet. Bullshit. Police reported that they found John Bonet's nine-year-old brother Burke's Burke Ramsey's fingerprints on the bowl. The Ramseys have always said that Burke slept through the entire night until he was awakened several hours after the police arrived. Later testing showed that the stomach contents in question included pineapple as part of a fruit cocktail. Uh, okay. So, in uh, December of 2003, forensic investigators extracted enough material from a mixed blood sample found on Jean Benet's underwear to establish a DNA profile. That DNA belonged to an unknown male person and excluded the DNA of each of the Ramseys. The DNA was submitted to the FBI's Combined DNA Index System, a database containing... Huh? <clears throat> no, the marriage is showing pictures of the crime scene. Oh, th thank you for showing us a bowl of pineapple. Never seen that before. In the underwear. Who eats pineapple in a bowl? What is that? Murderers. We didn't read that. Yeah, we did. did. You just did. have you not been paying attention? <laughs> did to I really read about reading? her underwear? Yes, you, uh, there was a blood <laughs> sample on the underwear that ended up being like it, it belonging had... to some random guy. Oh, the yeah, murderer. I just read that. <laughs> the murderer. I'm sorry. So, uh, so the the FBI's combined DNA index Golly. system uh, is a database containing more than 1.6 million DNA profiles, but the sample did not match any profile in that database. In October of 2016, new forensic analysts with more sensitive techniques contended that the original DNA contained genetic markers from two individuals other than John Bonet. Others maintain that the Ramseys have conclusively been excluded by the CODIS level DNA found. So, the investigation. Experts, media commentators, and the Ramseys have identified potential suspects in the case. Border police initially focused almost exclusively upon John and Patsy, but by October of 97, had over 1,600 people in their index of person of interest in the case. How do you come up with that many people for one case? How many was it? Well, 1,600. Jeez I mean, Louise. in the Black Dahlia, I mean, it wasn't that much, but I mean, they came up with about 153 That's just possible 1600, suspects. 1,600, though. That That's is a insane. lot. Yeah. Like, how do you, like, determine that... That each, each of those people is like has like enough evidence against them to be a suspect. That just makes I mean, it could have been just sort of like they were going off whatever they could find, so it could have been just scarce stuff. I mean, I mean, she was a competitor, and I assume a very um, competitive environment. Do you think it, it was a yeah. competitive killing? Oh, and her parents Maybe. are super rich, yeah. so that means that like there's a lot of people trying to get that money. Yeah, a lot. That's true. The, so here's here's what I'm thinking so far is like. 
Um, the dad's a big, big, big businessman. Got a $118,000 bonus. Some uh, low-tier guy was like, dang, look at me working real hard to get this bread for my family. And this guy just got a $118,000 bonus like it's nothing. I'm pissed off. I'm going to kidnap his daughter but then and ask for that money. If he, he probably chickened out. And well, if he kidnapped her. her, how was he able to kidnap her, get the ransom note in the house, and then eight hours after she's called missing, she's found behind a locked door dead? Um, I don't know how to say this gently, but um, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. Fair so, uh, error, there were errors, shockingly, made in a case. So errors that were made in the initial investigation complicated the resolution of the investigation and ap- applicable theory. Those errors included loss and contamination of evidence, lack of experience and technical staff on the investigation, evidence shared with the Ramses, and the delayed informal interviews with the parents. Uh, Boulder police, having focused almost exclusively on the family, chose to try to pressure John and or Patsy to confess by regularly leaking information they knew to be false. Uh, these stories were in turn eagerly reported by the tabloid media. Boulder DA Alex Hunter confirmed the leaks to the Ramsey lawyers who considered a lawsuit against Boulder officials at the time. Uh, Lou Smith was a highly successful homicide detective who was coaxed out of retirement in early 1997 to, ex- to assist the Boulder County DA's office with the case. <coughs> that was cute. <laughs> yeah, thank you. In May 1998, he presented his findings to the Boulder police with other staff members to the DA's office, concluding that the evidence pointed away from the Ramses. They were unable to, to successfully challenge the police department's belief that the Ramses were guilty. The DA's office sought to take control of the investigation. Due to the animosity between the police and the DA's office and the pressure to obtain a conviction, Colorado Governor Roy Romer uh, interceded and named Michael Kane. Not to be confused with British actor Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine. Uh, named Michael Caine as special Hayden. prosecutor to initiate a grand jury. Caine uh, is spelled like Undertaker's brother. Ah. Yeah. So two of the lead investigators in the case. A-A-N-E. Yeah. Yeah. Two of the lead investigators in the case had opposing views. That was right here. Oh. Uh, both Lou Smith and Steve Thomas ultimately resigned. Smith, because he believes he believed that the investigation had incompetently overlooked the evidence of an intruder, and Thomas because the DA's office had interfered with and failed to support the police theory of the case. A grand jury was convened beginning September 15th of the same year, 1998, to consider indicting the Ramses for charges relating to the case. In 1999. Uh, the grand jury returned a true bill to charge the Ramses with placing the child at risk in a way that led to her death and with obstructing an investigation of murder based on the probable cause standard applied in such grand jury proceedings. But Boulder County DA Alex Hunter did not prosecute them because he did not believe that he could meet the higher standard of proving guilt beyond a reasonable doubt that is required for a criminal, criminal conviction. Mary Lacey, the next Boulder County DA, took over the investigation from the police on December 26, 2002, so, what, uh, eight years after she was found? Mm -hmm. In April 2003, she agreed with a federal judge who sat on a 2002 libel case that evidence in the suit is more consistent with a theory that an intruder murdered John Bonet than it is with a theory that Miss Ramsey did. 
That's actually six years. Sorry. No. It, oh yeah. Six two thousand two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so on February second two thousand nine. Boulder Police Chief Mark Beckner announced that Stan Garrett, the new Boulder County DA, was turning the case over to his agency and that his team would resume investigating it. Garnett found that the statute of limitations for the crimes identified in the 1999 grand jury true bill had expired and did not pursue review of the case against the Ramses. In October 2010, <clears throat> the Boulder Police reopened the cold case. New interviews were conducted following a fresh inquiry by a committee that included state and federal investigators. Police were expected to use the latest DNA technology in their investigation. There was no news informed information gleaned there was no new information gleaned from those interviews according to ABC News. And it was reported in September of 2016 that the investigation into John Bonet's death continues to be an active homicide case for Boulder Police Chief Greg Testa. So Theories. There are two types of theories about the death of John Bonet, and one is the intruder theory, which was pursued by the Boulder DA's office, with whom the Ramses developed a relationship. Early suspects included neighbor Bill McReynolds, who played Santa Claus, a former family housekeeper, Linda Hoffman Pugh, and a man named Michael Helgoth, who died in an apparent suicide shortly after John Bonet's death. Hundreds of DNA tests were performed to find a match to the DNA recovered during her autopsy. The police decided very early on to focus on the parents, ignoring physical evidence and phoned-in leads that, po that pointed to an outside intruder. Unlike the Boulder detectives involved in the case, none of whom had investigated a homicide before, Smith had solved more than 200. He assessed the evidence and concluded that an intruder had committed the crime. Smith's theory was that someone entered the Ramsey's home through the broken basement window. The intruder subdued John Bonet using a stun gun and took her down to the basement. She, uh, John Bonet was killed and a ransom note was left. Smith's theory was supported by former FBI agent John E. Douglas, who had been hired by the Ramsey family. Believing that the Ramseys were innocent, Smith, res Smith resigned from the investigation on September 20, uh, 1998, five days after the grand jury was convened against the Ramseys. While no longer an official investigator on the case, Smith continued to work until his death in 2010. Uh, uh, Stephen Singular, author of the book, why do they always have such long names, presumed guilty, an investigation into the John Bonet Ramsey case, the media, and the culture of pornography. What does that have to do with anything? Well, the book refers to consult consultations with cybercrime specialists who believe that John Bonet, due to her beauty pageant experience, could have attracted the attention of child pornographers and pedophiles. I guess that could be a, well, yeah, but like, didn't they say that theory. that she wasn't that like they can't rule out sexual assault, but they didn't find any like, they, they, evidence. They 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 ruled out uh, rape, but they couldn't rule out sexual assault because it, it appeared that her uh, her vaginal there, yeah, area yeah, was her wiped, vaginal yeah. area had been wiped, and there was a possibility of an injury in the area as well. Okay, yeah, but like. I don't know. I, I feel like that. I feel like if that was a pedophile kind of thing, it would be a lot more of like a prominent, like more aggressive. Yeah, like it would be like a lot more of like a prominent issue in the case. Like yeah, like it, it, it's something you could definitely tell happened. It would see it, that that definitely would be. If it was in that matter, I think it definitely would be more aggressive. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, because like that's the motive for doing it. But like, I think it was one of those things that maybe something happened and the killer tried to like I don't know. Um, oh, interesting. Uh, so hide it, maybe. It, huh? I don't know. I'm just saying, like the whole, like the whole, like wiping thing and the injury there could have been something like, like completely unrelated. That is you know true. I mean? 
so this, this is interesting. So it was determined that there had been more than a hundred burglaries in the Ramsey's neighborhood in the months before Jamine's murder. There were also 38 registered sex offenders within a two-mile radius of their God home. Dang. That's that's a to, lot. To be that rich, they are living in a terrible neighborhood. I, know. <laughs> I mean, the wiping could have to do with that blood stain on her underwear. That's oh, a good, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in 2001, former Boulder County Prosecutor Tripp DeMuth and Boulder County Sheriff's Directive Steve Ainsworth stated that there should be a more aggressive investigation of the intruder theory. One of the individuals whom Smith identified as a suspect was Gary Howard Olivia, who was arrested for two counts of attempted sexual exploitation of a child and one count of sexual exploitation of a child. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Those charges were back in 2016, according to Boulder's Daily Camera. Oliva, oh, it's not Olivia, it's Oliva, a registered sex offender, was publicly identified as a suspect in an October 2002 episode of 48 Hours Investigates. The killing of John Bonet, The Truth Uncovered, uh, broadcast by A&E on September 5th of 2016, concluded that an unidentified male was responsible for John Bonet's death based on forensic DNA analysis of evidence. Dr. Lawrence Kobilinski commented that the documentary showed that an intruder committed the, that an intruder committed that sexual assault and murdered John Bonet. So the second group of theories is that a family member was involved in her uh-huh. death. Uh, Boulder police initially concentrated almost exclusively upon the parents, John and Patsy Ramsey. According to Greg McCrary, a retired profiler with the FBI, Criminal Minds, to... BAU? Yeah, to the one person that's not paying attention. <laughs> exactly. Uh, statistically... The FBI. Yeah, brought up a profiler in the FBI, but yeah. So, according to Greg McCrary, statistically, it is a 12 to 1 probability that it's a family member or caregiver who is involved in the homicide of a child. The police saw no evidence of a forced entry, but they did see evidence of staging of the scene, such as Mm -hmm. the ransom note. They did not find the Ramseys cooperative in helping them solve the death of their daughter. The Ramseys had said that their reluctance was due to their fear that there would not be a full investigation for intruders and that they would be hastily selected as key suspects in the case, according to the Daily Camera. Initially cooperative with police, the Ramseys lawyered up once they realized that police had chosen to ignore leads that led elsewhere and had decided to focus on breaking the Ramseys on the assumption that the family was involved. Parents are a little suspect. Oh yeah, they totally did it. Lawyering up because they feared when like the police literally just want to figure well, out yeah, what's, what's going on. What's the motivation for doing it? Like why? Oh, here's some theories. So I mean, one that's just, theory that, to me, that's sort of just like being cautious. Doesn't with mean, the lawyering thing. Yeah, I mean. Well, yeah, it goes two ways. You're either doing it like, you're either doing it because you don't want to be forced into confessing something that's not true or look bad. But like, if I were the parents, I wouldn't care what the media was gonna say about me. I would literally just do whatever I could to figure out who killed my daughter, unless I killed her. Yeah. But yeah, like, but that could also be like sort of, like, yeah, I but guess like a cover, in in a way. You don't want to be sentenced you don't want to, to raise, prison. Yeah, that, or you don't want like I guess it would just raise more suspicion if well they were the, just being nonchalant about it. They they were upset that the police didn't think it was an intruder, but like yeah. the police are more of an experts on this subject than. 
the parents are. So the parents shouldn't try and take it into their own hands and be less cooperative and make themselves look worse. They should just cooperate. Well, I think they were just lawyering up just in case they were falsely accused. Maybe. I don't know. It's a difficult uh, situation, man. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know what I would do. So, uh... So one theory you want to find out? is that Patsy struck John Bonet in a fit of rage after a bedwetting episode, and strangled her to cover up what had happened after mistakenly thinking she was already dead. But Patsy did not have a known history of uncontrolled anger. John Bonet's brother later said, "We didn't get spanked. Nothing of the sort. Nothing close. Nothing near laying a finger on us, let alone killing your child." Theoretically, the strangulation could have been a red herring aspect to conceal other elements of the assault and killing. Burke, who was nine years old at the time of the death, was interviewed by investigators at least three times. The first two interviews did not raise any concerns about him. A review by a child psychologist stated that it appeared that Ramsey had healthy, caring family relationships. In 1998, Boulder Police Chief Mark Beckner said during an interview with a news reporter that Burke Ramsey was not involved in the killing of his sister. In 1999, the Boulder County uh, DA's office reiterated that, reiterated that Burke was not a suspect. The investigators had never considered him a suspect. To the contrary, Burke was publicly declared a not to be a suspect by every entity involved in the investigation, including the FBI, the DA's office, the Boulder Police Chief, the Special Prosecutors, and others. Huh. So he's not a suspect? No. I don't believe it. So the Ramseys offered a $100,000 reward in a newspaper ad dated April 27, 1997. Three days later, more than four months after the body of their daughter was found, they submitted for the first time to separate formal interviews at the Boulder County Justice Center. In 1999, Colorado Governor Bill Owens spoke out, telling Ramsey's, telling the Ramsey couple to quit hiding behind the, their attorneys and quit hiding behind their PR firm. Damn. Fucking bitch slapping them out. Now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get out behind that law firm. <laughs> get get out behind that firm, girl. Come on. Oh, my God. It's Bill Owens from the top rope. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a Colorado grand jury voted in 1999 to indict the parents. The indictment cited two counts each of child abuse and said they the parents did, unla did unlawfully, knowingly, and recklessly. Hmm. And fell in... Felonously. Storm boring you? <laughs> no, I'm just thirsty. Felony. <laughs> oh, I gotta yawn because I'm so thirsty. And felonously <laughs> permit a child to be unreasonably placed in a situation that posed a threat of injury to the child's life or health, which resulted in the death of John Benet Ramsey, a child under the age of 16. Among the experts who testified in the case were DNA specialist Barry Sheck and forensic expert Dr. Henry Lee. On October 13, 1999, Alex Hunter, who was the DA at the time, refused to sign the indictment, saying that the evidence was insufficient for prosecution. The public thought that the grand jury investigation had been inconclusive. In 2002, the statute of limitations on the grand jury's charges expired. The grand jury's vote to indict was not revealed publicly until October 25, 2013, when previously sealed do court documents were released. On July 9, 2008, the Boulder DA's office announced that as a result of newly developed DNA sampling and testing techniques, uh, touch DNA analysis, 
The Ramsey family members were excluded as suspects in the case and, the, and officially exonerated. Gordon Coombs, former investigator for the Boulder County DA's office, at the time requested total absolution of the Ramseys. However, former FBI criminal profiler Kansas DeLong and ABC legal consultant Dan Abrams are among the many experts who consider this to be a DNA case and have cleared the Ramseys of suspicion. Uh, the police sought to interview Burke Ramsey again in 2010, according to L. Lynn Wood, a high-profile defamation attorney whom the Ramsey family hired in 1999. In 2012, the book Foreign Faction, Who Really Kidnapped John Bonet by A. James Kohler, former investigator under Boulder County DA Lacey, was self-published. The book dismisses the intruder theory and proposes scenarios of Ramsey's family involvement in John Bonet's death. Uh, Mary Lacey, who hired Kohler to work at the DA's office, said, Your theory is based on conjecture, which at times approaches pure flights of fancy. Lacey described the reaction when several investigators in the DA's office watched Kohler's presentation. We just rolled our eyes. The case of John Benet Ramsey, a documentary broadcast on CBS on September 18th and 19th of 2016, claimed to use a group of experts to reevaluate or to evaluate the evidence. Uh, they theorized that Burke hit his sister in the head with a heavy object, perhaps not intending to kill her. The group suggested that the ransom letter was an attempt to cover up the circumstances of John Bonet's death. However, the CBS show claims matched in its entirety those made by one of its on-camera experts, James Kohler, in the book that had been published four years prior. In his, lawsuit against CBS, in his lawsuit against CBS, Burke suggested that the CBS show was not a reinvestigation at all, but rather a movie version of the failed book disguised as a fresh look. In his review of the CBS show, Vulture called it true crime at its worst, disgusting, and a disgrace, saying it relied upon giant leaps of logic. And on behalf of Burke Ramsey, attorney Lynn Wood filed defamation lawsuits against CBS, the producers of the program, and several of its participants based upon misrepresentations of the facts made throughout the program. So, there's a there was one false confession in the whole investigation. So John Mark Carr, a 41-year-old elementary school teacher, was arrested in Bangkok, Thailand, on August 15, 2006, when he falsely confessed to murdering John Monet. He claimed that he had drugged, sexually assaulted, and accidentally killed her. And according to CNN, authorities also said they did not find any evidence linking Carr to the crime scene. In his confession, Carr had provided only basic facts that were publicly known and failed to provide any convincing details. His claim that he had drugged John Benet was doubted because the autopsy indicated that no drugs were found in her body. DNA samples that were taken from Carr did not match DNA found on John Benet's body. And then there's a bunch of defamation lawsuits. Uh, Lynn Wood, uh, the Ramsey's liberal attorney, filed lawsuits against several people and companies that had reported on the case. John and Patsy were sued in two defamation lawsuits arising from the publication of their book, The Death of Innocence. These suits were brought by two persons named in the book who... Uh, who were said to have been investigated by Boulder Police as suspects in the case. The Ramseys were defended by those lawsuits by Lynn Wood and three other attorneys. The, they obtained the dismissal of both lawsuits. U.S. District Court Judge Julie Carnes later concluded that abundant evidence in the murder case pointed to an intruder having committed the crime. Uh, in 2006, a friend of John Ramsey filed a suit against an anonymous web surfer who had posted two messages on internet forums 
using uh, the pseudonym under the radar, implicating uh, his friend in the murder. And different suits against people accusing different people, and that is it. So, there's one theory that was that recently came out, uh, somewhat recently, and the theory is that Katy Perry is really John Bonet Ramsey. I, that I think I've heard that. Is actually. the stupidest thing I think I've ever heard. In my so, life. according to the theorists on the World Wide Web, the fireworks singer is actually murdered pageant queen Jamine Ramsey, who died in 1996. And to this day, of course, it remains unsolved. But a theory, which can be found on several Reddit forums and YouTube explainers, scandalously suggested that the six-year-old death was actually a hoax, and she was kidnapped instead, only to become superstar Katy Perry. Well, then who the heck was the girl they found on the thing? A like, video mm-hmm. a video by YouTuber Dave Johnson, which amassed over 50,000 views before being removed, expa- wow. expands on this, confidently saying, or is confidently suggesting that JonBenet's parents set her up by fake death, sacrificing her to the Illuminati to become a star. Uh, quote, JonBenet Ramsey became Katy Perry. That's a fact. She did not die, nobody died, and nobody got hurt. The sacrifice was in name only, and that sacrifice was to get something, and that something was to become a star. While the video makes the outlandish claim, its air quote evidence is largely based on facial similarities rather than cold hard facts. Uh, Flashing up images of John Bonet and Katy Perry alongside each other, it is certainly unquestionable that they share a striking resemblance, with theories particularly highlighting their identical eyebrows. In another YouTube video entitled John Bonet Ramsey Katy Perry Very Close, theorist Jungle Surfer suggests that eyebrows don't change much in a person, citing this as evidence that they can't be different people. Um. And it doesn't stop there, as the conspiracy goes on to reference how similar John Bonet's parents look to Katy's, brazenly adding that they must be proof that they are in fact the same. Of course, a huge issue with this theory is that Katy Perry is actually double the age of John Bonet and was 12 years old when she was found dead. Plus, JonBenet's body was found by her father in the basement of their home, and a later autopsy revealed she had died of strangulation. Uh, while the theory glosses over questions of how was her body examined if she was actually still alive, was the coroner part of Illuminati 2, it goes on to present what it believes to be concrete proof that JonBenet and Katy Perry are one and the same. It claims the Illuminati always hides clues in plain sight, suggesting that Perry even hinted at the theory herself in her autobiography. For instance, when discussing how she wrote songs as a child, the star mentions John Bonet by name. She writes, Not that I was one of those stage kids. There was no John Bonet Ramsey inside of me waiting to burst out. Furthermore, claims YouTuber VK33, both Perry and Ramsey were both both know the words to God Bless America. I do too. Does that make me John Bonet Ramsey? Yes. Which is clearly another striking clue. While the singer tweeted when the singer tweeted the lyrics in 2009, theorists went mad, sharing a clip of John Bonet singing the very well-known song during one of her pageants. Could this be a coincidence? Not according to the diehard believers. The conspiracy doesn't stop there. Also referencing the fact that there was a full moon the year Ramsey died, and highlighting the similarities between the Ramsey's checkered kitchen floor and the motifs in Katie's music videos. While of course the majority of this has been largely left off by the general public, the conspiracy has got so big that Katie even was big quizzed about it in public. Uh, so yeah, and she of course 
said, so that's the, not real. So she was just like, hey, Katy Perry, are you John Bonet Ramsey? And she's like, mm, yeah. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> so that is the... That was, that was probably the dumbest theory I've ever heard. Yeah, that was, that was dumb. It was so, probably, I mean, first off, I looked at a side-by-side picture, and like the facial I mean, features were all off. Well, like, they're both girls, and I, I don't know, and they're both... Different eye color, different nose structure. So that is the unsolved case of John Bonet Ramsey. Okay. Famously having not a whole lot of evidence. See, I don't, I don't different think that bones. is. I don't, I don't think that is as Chin bad bones. as Black Dahlia. You don't think what? Yeah, the that is not as bad as Black Dahlia. Yeah, well, the subject bad. matter and just like the okay. subject. I mean, the, the fact that it's a child. The uh, fact that it's a child and there's thoughts of sexual assault on a six-year-old and everything. I guess I just, so. I, had, I just, I just wanted to put it out there just so people would know. No, I, I agree, but I, I all, the same, same part. Like, I don't think it's as bad as getting cut in half. No, yeah, I know. The, stuffed into the some pictures. Stuff. It wasn't as bad as I remembered. I, I, I remember reading something worse, but I just, I just wanted to preface that before we read it in. But um, so, that was a good one. So. As the special guest, you can go first. What is your theory on who killed her? Okay, um, my theory on who killed her, uh, I got two. Um, you have two? Yeah, the first one is the mom definitely did it. You um, think so? Yeah, and the second one was... Um, if you think the mom definitely did it, why do you have two theories? Because <laughs> the second one is... I'll have you shut up. But uh, the second <laughs> one, um, I, I still think it's a jealous co-worker or something. I mean, the $118,000, that's too specific. It's too specific. Like... So you you think that the Ramsey that the um not the ransom note that the ransom note wasn't staged, or you think that Sta- I don't know about staged, you, but it's like it's a possibility that it wasn't staged. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it was like I think it was a BS note that someone just wrote to make them like get scared. But like, I definitely think that there was like some hey, give me that money. I mean, it, I guess it had to be somebody who knew about that bonus or something yeah exactly i mean i could definitely like i I'd, which a family member would yeah and i, I mean but like but they would already have it <laughs> i understand the mom doing it because maybe she's just like low-key insane because like anybody who puts their child in beauty pageants when they're six years old is freaking bonkers to me yeah. dude it, child beauty pageants i've always yeah, thought I mean, are just let, let them play in the sand pick their nose would, and whoever invented those kind of stuff and whoever invented those are uh or weird. just a horrible weird, person. Yeah, it's just weird so people. weird. Like, cause like Beautiful. people like, will like sexualize it. Yeah, like, like hey, let's put the weight of uh, of beauty and, like, and sex like, on a five year old. Oh it's yeah, so, and so much makeup, and they have dentures. Like they'll give their kids dentures because they have baby teeth, mm-hmm. and it's fucking insane. Yeah, it's weird. It's so it's so like on the topic of just that in general. It's just it, stupid. Continue. I couldn't imagine that. Like, cause I, I, the other day I was at work and there's a kids' room, right? I couldn't I, and. I mean, this little girl comes out of the bathroom and she had, like she goes in there full clothes in school uniform and comes out butt naked. I was like, Dude, what? I was <laughs> like, I'm saying it's, like, it's this kind of things. It's like they're just dumb. I mean, not dumb, but like I mean, they're just kids. Like, like they don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, all like, like, they, they have no clue what's going on. Like they're out there just having a good time. Imagine, like, yeah, I mean, they're just pooping and laughing at it, <laughs> making bubbles in a bathtub, and just we we wish we could still do that. Oh, for sure, man. So yeah, if I walked out of a bathroom naked, I'd be arrested. So your theories, <laughs> so your theories are that it's either Patsy or a coworker. Huh? Be- a co- so your theories are that it's either Patsy or a coworker. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I, I I just think that, I could, but like they they did say something about like the they had that uh, documentary that like Burke did it. Yeah. By accident, which I could see that kind of happening. Like, I mean, like, I think the boy being like, "Oh, dude, screw you, you six-year-old," and then hitting the head with something really heavy. Because I've hit my siblings in something in the head, and like, with something heavy. I mean, maybe not hard enough to kill them, but like, I punched my older sister in the forehead once. 
just went boom right on top of the forehead <laughs> and then it killed her <laughs> so se- uh, secondary guest sit in Mary Ashley what is your theory um, I think the brother did it and the parents covered it up and that's why there's so many like the ransom note was made up by the parents because they don't want his, their son getting arrested and all this stuff because it might have been by accident hitting her over the head with something and then they staged all of it so that he didn't get arrested. Would they arrest a nine-year-old for that? Yes. Yeah. You yeah, would possibly. go to juvie. So to well, clarify, yeah, like, Caleb, I don't think he, like, that he, wasn't a little kid talking like you thought last time. That was Mary Ashley. Caleb thought that when you first uh, were did. on the podcast. Oh, Mary Ashley's not going to talk on the podcast anymore. <laughs> so, Douglas, your theory? Um, I mean, I, I sort of... Yeah, Douglas, hear your theory. Agree with uh, Cameron's co-worker theory. Yeah! Um, Must be true, then, because if two people believe it... That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we if two it. people on Night Sims believe it, it's true. Look you at heard it here, up. folks. Um, but, uh, I mean, a family member could have done it. Like, you know. But, um, yeah. It's weird to me. Yeah. It's, like, it's, 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 it's just one of those things that you don't like to think about. That's it why was it's a murder mystery, man. Yeah, but. I mean, it's a six-year. It's it's. I don't even like talking about the beauty pageant part because it kind of pisses me off. Yeah, it it pisses me off. I'm angry. Oh gosh. <laughs> I honestly. This pisses me off. I don't bad. have a theory. You don't? No, because there's like there's no like hard evidence in one way. Like there's. I mean, I thought I had like, a good theory about the ovarian cancer, but that was shot down pretty. So like early there's on. Like, <laughs> I need exactly one hundred eighteen thousand dollars to cure my ovarian cancer. <laughs> Which is weird, but I didn't know about the bonus. Yeah. At so that time. like there's the only like hard evidence is like what happened to her is like everything with her is, her body and like what happened to her. That's the only like factual yeah, see, thing that's like the, 100% true like you, the ransom note you have no idea what the deal with that is you have no idea how she got in the basement how the door was locked if the family put her there and locked the door to make it seem weird why uh, how she was in the house dead for 8 hours if she was in the house the whole time for 8 hours well, uh, here's, here's, here's something okay, so you had that cop right yeah Rick French Yeah, looking Rick French looking through the house and he didn't go into the locked room. Yeah, yeah. He, he went he, there he, and then he had yeah. a. Isn't isn't your job as a cop to go into the locked room? Yeah. And, well, and, it, if, like, and if that door, if the father hadn't, the father found her, right? Yeah. The, the and de- he contaminated. He contaminated Arndt the evidence. Took, told uh, was it Fleet White? Yeah. Fleet White and uh the dad to go look through the house. And so they looked through, contaminated the crime scene. The whole yeah. So they invited a bunch of people over. Which if you're a detective. The first thing you should do is not let people come over and contaminate evidence. Well, if you're a detective, yeah, you but should. But they did They did mention how there were a lot of inexperienced people working the case. Well, okay, here's something Like I a lot learned. of technical people. Two things I learned growing up. Never trust a guy named Rick and never trust the French. <laughs> don't His trust guy's the name French. Rick and he's French, man. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Like, think about it. Like, if I was a novice cop, I'm walking around, I'm like, dude, a locked door. Oh, exactly. Gosh, that's that's fishy. So like he was like, uh, screw it. I'm gonna go get some. Donuts. So he didn't even th- he didn't even think about opening it. Yeah. I'm, mm. well, I mean, maybe he looked at it. and was like, 
Yeah, his door. He, he's like, oh. There's a smell. Like, I my, mean, my lock picking skill is very low. I can't I guess pick so. that well, lock. I guess I don't know how long she was dead for. Let me go. Let me try but and find. It was, uh, probably it was less than eight hours. Okay, yeah. So I guess the smell. Like, cause I know you can smell decomposing bodies pretty bad. But it was pretty early on. Yeah. Let me try and. F- oh, Officer Rick French went to the basement and came to a door that was secured by a wooden latch. Uh, he a paused. wooden latch? Yeah. Oh, okay, dude, screw you, man. Yeah, open that. He paused for a moment in front of the door, but made a critical error when he walked away without opening it. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's that's what I'm thinking. That's like, where but that's where all the evidence got lost. The, no, the evidence... So, let me go back to it. So, the evidence... Uh, Okay, but it sounds like the dad made a beeline right for the door, right? Yeah, so like, Patsy, Patsy telephoned, so Patsy yeah. telephoned the, uh, the police at 5.52 a.m. She also called family and friends. See, but that's also another red flag was calling the police because that's exactly what the ransom note said not to do. Exactly. If they, if they read it correctly, if they so, could read that part. Yeah, so yeah and John, they kept saying the daughter would be like decapitated and mm-hmm. stuff. So, like, the, like, I guess if the ransom note was held true it'd be like okay well they decapitated my daughter yeah so john was that making is, arrangements so like the murder was a little different than yeah. it was described so, so he, w- he was making arrangements to pay the ransom a forensics team was dispatched to the house and they believed that the only room that they had to cordon was her bedroom and no precautions were taken to prevent contamination of evidence in the rest of the house uh, as this was happening friends and family and the family's minister came to support Victim advocates arrived, and visitors picked up and cleaned surfaces in the kitchen, possibly destroying evidence. Visitors did this? See, yeah. The- a detective arrived at 8 a.m. with the goal to await the kidna- kidnapper's uh, instructions, and then at 1 p.m., uh, Detective Arn asked John and Fleet to search the house, and they started their search, and then John opened the latch door, and that's where he found his daughter's body. All right, this is... And he, he picked her up upstairs, well, which then contaminated okay, critical so why, forensic why did, evidence. Okay, so in the, this is a basement, so this is like a downstairs basement. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So you're, I mean, it's, it is kind of understandable. You find your dead daughter, what are you going to do? You're going to start... But also, say, what if John did it alone without Patsy knowing... And then he was like, oh, my gosh, I found her. And then he was like, he, he knew that he, he, realized he was evidence. sloppy on it. And then he decided, well, if I pick her up and show myself carrying her and finding her, then my DNA will already be on her. And they won't have a reason to suspect my DNA of being on her by carrying her. Well, yeah, that's maybe, that's, maybe that's my theory. Maybe my theory is that John did it because maybe because we don't know. Maybe John was some sick dad into his daughter which you find in that's possible yeah dads who kill their uh daughters and yeah stuff. like the there was a kidnapper that developed stockholm syndrome or something like that a while ago but that's besides the point different episode yeah uh but yeah there that that could be a possibility so maybe that's my theory maybe my theory is that john did it because he had some weird thing with his daughter or he just hated his wife for doing the pageant stuff to his daughter and he wanted to save her from it maybe he was weird like that so i don't know like, so yeah the, like there's no there's no leading suspects to this day and there's no hard dna evidence there's there's no hard evidence against her so it's just it's such a weird case and i think that that's what differs between this case and then the black dahlia case because in the black dahlia the evidence was there there were so just, many it was suspects just, it was just it was just covered up with the crooked cops I mean, in this case, the evidence was there. It was just contaminated. I could see it being crooked cops. 
Because that, that French dude. No, Black Dahlia was the crooked cops. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I could definitely see it with with this one too. Oh, I okay. Mean, like, okay. What are your yeah? So what okay, are your thoughts so on the crooked you got, cops? You got the you got the rich family. Yeah. Right. Got a bunch of money. Got the cops. Well, it, it doesn't really. I don't think it ever was a a subject in the media of how rich they were. Like, I don't think that was like a, a point of interest. Well, that's dumb. That's all I have to say about that. It's just stupid. I mean, so I don't like, I don't know if they were like if they were super well off or. Decently well off or what? Well, yeah, but money is like a big motivator for a lot of stuff, right? So like, get a figure like, well, not not even if it motivated them, but say the parents did kill them, they're like, all right, I want you guys to keep it quiet. Here's what we're gonna do. Oh, I see what you mean. Because I mean, like, I, the guy not opening the door, the only locked door, that I don't know, that that's what kind of rubs me the wrong way. Is like, yeah. like you know, it's as your job as an investigator, you got to get in there and look around. And, like, I look for my iPhone between couch cushions harder than he looked <laughs> in the basement for a dead body. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, uh, it, it, just, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me that, like, if I was looking for a little girl in a basement, which sounds really weird, uh, <laughs> but, um... Uh, that that I wouldn't look in the, in the locked door. Uh, it's a wooden latch, too. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like I mean, like, I mean, it's not like they were like, they didn't know she's down there. But I mean, still, open, well, yeah, but like, open the damn door. Exactly. I mean, even if you don't know she's like down there, and I'm looking, like I'm looking. Maybe his logic was was that if she's missing, then there's no way she's. Well, he's already be. in the house, so he must have had a warrant for something. Yeah. 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 No. To come in the house. Oh yeah, but they were like the. Well, that gives them no the warrant. You only need a warrant if like people are restricting or like unwilling yeah. to have you search the house. They, they called them. They called them and were like, "Help us find our daughter." So that at that point, it's okay for the cops to be like, "Look around." Yeah. So to so to summarize, we have one theory that her brother did it, two that it was a coworker, and then one kind of that it was her dad. But I'm still I have like no clue. Yeah, and then you have the. So mom we have before. four theories. So, yeah, that, there's just no evidence on this. It's just so. Because it's a murder mystery. It's such a unique case. It's weird. Do you know how you catch a unique rabbit, Jackson? How? <laughs> unique up on it. <laughs> I want to thank Cameron for coming today. <laughs> but no, that's that's a pretty wild case, man. It's um. Yeah. I mean, is it as bad? Like, I guess graphic as Black Dahlia. Um, and it depends. No. It depends. It's a t- I guess I guess if you take it, yeah. To six, if, if it happened to a grown woman, I mean, if it, it happened to a grown woman, it would definitely be more tame. But the fact that it was a six-year-old girl and how yeah, and, was, and like back back to the whole like beauty pageant thing. I mean, the more I think about it, the more I realize six years old. They're just they just like they have absolutely no clue. Kindergartner. Like, That's a kindergartner. Yeah, like they like uh, she was in kindergarten. Yeah, like they they like until they Rough. can give me a good thesis statement. In English class, I don't I don't see them as a functional human being, you know. I give, give me a twelve-page research paper on anything with a nice thesis statement, I'll recognize you as a human being. But until then, like you're just six years old to me. Really? Yeah. Huh. My mom, she's still six years old to me because she's never <laughs> produced this. Well, me. Cameron, thank you for coming on today's episode, thank helping you for us me. It's been a trying blast. to solve this. Uh, murder, unfortunately. Well, I'm opening the case back up. Uh, it's still I got a open. trench coat it's in my car. The, the episode, the, the fedora. The case never closed. Well, oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm closing it and then picking it back up and I'm opening <laughs> it. I got yeah. all the detective stuff. I got the trench coat. You're reading I the camera Camera reopens. Yeah, I got a magnifying <laughs> <case>. glass. <laughs> um, 
And I got a big old hash pipe. All the detective stuff. Well, hopefully on the next murder mystery, we will be able to solve it here. Hopefully next time I'm on this podcast, we'll be doing it at a real haunted location. That is true, yeah. A real haunted location. Are you hearing this, guys? A real haunted location. Before we wrap it up, we have a hopeful plan to do the episode at Katie and Katie's haunted house. Air quote haunted house. And that place is super spooky. As we yeah, as we spooky. discussed when they were on, we're, uh, gonna, have a, we're gonna have a Ouija board, some candles, yeah, and an EVP we're recorder. Gonna, yeah, we're gonna try and uh, we're gonna get everything. I'm bringing situated. a whole sack full of crystals, because you know ghosts love those. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna figure <laughs> it all out. If I were a ghost, that's what I would do, man. I'd be like crystals. <laughs> Give me crystals. Yeah, well, Cameron, is there uh, is there any final remarks you want to make about the case or the podcast in general? Guys, strange thing, strange things are out there. Go find them. <laughs> go find, go find <laughs> Bigfoot, man. He's there. You know, if you if you have a murder mystery case, go to your nearest police station. Walk in there, demand they reopen it, and if it's still open, demand they close it. Then you open it and you solve it yourself. That's yeah. all it takes. It takes where, one person to solve a murder mystery. Where can uh? Where can uh, the listeners of Nightsims find you on social media? Um, you guys can find me on social media at uh, Cam underscore Broomer. Um, or you can hit us up at Zoo for Stray's Band. Plug us on Instagram. Um, come check us out live sometime. Uh, we're not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, Douglas, where can they uh, find the podcast on social media? Y'all could find us on Instagram at Nightsims.podcast. Be sure to turn on those post notifications uh, to know when we have a post or new podcast out. Happy Sunday, everyone. Happy Sunday. Sorry I was a downer. Sunday a fun day. I have, to, I have to use the bathroom. Can we end this? Yeah. So, uh, once again, thank you, Cameron, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Mary Ashley, for standing in. And we will talk to you all next week when Douglas comes in with a... I don't know what he's going to do, but I hope it's something spooky. Oh, it's going to be spooky. All right. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening, and we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye.